0: Welcome back to Season 2 of the Ivy League Prep Academy Podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential, and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy League Prep Academy Podcast. As you probably know by now, my favorite episodes are these interviews where I get to introduce to the world my amazing students. And today uh, we have Krisha Pillai with us. And Krisha has been through the course before and has a lot to share about her experience. And then now she's retaking it. And I'm so excited to learn about what that's like from her perspective. And I'm excited to have an audience that can listen to that. Krisha, welcome so much to the show.
1: Hi, so I'm Krisha Pillai and I'm currently a sophomore in high school. Some of the things I'm interested in outside the Ivy League challenge in my impact project is debate. I'm really into that at my school and HOSA, which is a medical club for teens.
0: That was amazing. Thank you. Uh, Krisha, thanks for introducing yourself and helping the audience kind of get a little bit better feel about who you are. I know that helps some students and parents who say, oh, that's like my kid. My kid is into this or that. And so that is so helpful. Can we kind of go back in time for a second to set the stage also to help the audience understand how you got started here? So at some point, someone in your family, you or your mom or both of you were motivated to join the Ivy League challenge. And that means there was some problem that you thought that the Ivy League challenge might help solve for you or might resolve. So can you take us to that moment? I don't know how easy this is to go back in time, but what problem or issue were you working to solve when you joined the Ivy League Challenge?
1: So I joined the Ivy League Challenge when I was a freshman. It was like the end of my school year. And in general, it was kind of just like the uncertainty of the college admissions process. I didn't really know what went on. And I had a goal of getting into my dream school, but I hadn't started that process yet. And so joining the Ivy League Challenge was to get more clarity on the college admission process. and just to get like a head start on planning to get into my dream school.
0: Mm. So for you, it was just a lack of clarity. You felt like, I know this is coming, but I don't even know how to begin to think about preparing for it, even though this is really, really important. So was that frustrating for you? What, What did the emotion feel like as you as you tried to gain that clarity, as you tried to solve the problem?
1: It was honestly more like uncertainty than I expected, but it was also kind of frustrating to see like your peers have a whole plan for college and like undergrad and what they wanted to do when they grow up. And I was just trying to like get good grades my freshman year of high school. And my main goal in my freshman year of high school was just get straight A's because, oh, that's like really, really good for college. Yeah. Um, but I think there was definitely some frustration in like, what do I need to do to stand out to colleges as mm-hmm. well?
0: So it felt like other people had it all figured out and, and you were the one that didn't know what to do. So all you knew to do was to get good grades. That sounded like a good plan. And, and it felt like you needed a, a better plan or at least more clarity about what eventually you needed to do. Yeah. And I love this in grade nine, right? Freshman year, you are still at a stage where you can get an advantage, where you can gain a head start. You're not just, you know, trying to catch up. And in grade nine, even if, you know, you're not feeling frustrated, you had a lack of clarity and you said, with clarity, I could gain a head start or I could gain an advantage. And so it feels like maybe that's kind of the the emotional experience you had coming into the program. And that's what motivated you to get started. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So then you began the classes and may or may not have uh, started out exactly as you expected. Uh, but take us kind of to that moment when you realized that the Ivy League challenge was was working to solve your problem.
1: So I think one thing that really helped me was we did a lot of self-exploration exercises. And the main one was like finding my core values. I was still exploring what I liked. I did tons of clubs my freshman year of high school. But just putting it together into my core values really helped me like cut down on clubs, but Mm. mostly spend my time on things that I actually enjoyed, because I really do think that time is super valuable as high schoolers and knowing what to do with it is really important. And so I think finding my core values and some of the self-exploration exercises we did on like giving ourselves advice or thinking about like attainable goals and what we can do with our time really helped me with that.
0: Wow. Okay. So for you, it wasn't really one moment that that kind of was an epiphany moment. It was that entire, I guess, first phase, because phase one is where we figure out your core values. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What what is it like to clarify your core values? What, What does that mean for you?
1: I think for me, it kind of meant putting everything together. Like I knew that I liked some things. And Like these are my interests and my strengths and just putting them together helped me clarify what I was interested in, which Mm -hmm. I think was really important for me because it helped me decide where I should put my time and what I was actually interested in and also to explore those things that I knew that I wanted to explore further.
0: Wow. I love this. I love this. So on the one hand, just I, I hope that the listeners can hear what I'm hearing because on the one hand, you're saying it helped me cut out the activities that I that were not aligned with my core values. And some people might feel like, oh, yeah, but you're so young. You don't know enough what you love. And then the next thing out of your mouth was, and it helped me know what I should explore more. And so it did not uh, reduce your level of curiosity, your level of exploration. It just guided it in a way that was more aligned with what brings you to life. Is that is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it like, So like I said, I think like time is really important for high schoolers. And it just helped me like shift my time into things that were more important for me. And so going deeper into those things instead of like spreading myself too thin with a bunch of activities that I was just doing to be like well-rounded.
0: Yeah. So you were doing some activities because you thought that was the right thing to do or the impressive thing to do. And you were able to yeah. just say, "Okay, I'm gonna do the activities that are meaningful to me, not the stuff that that I used to think some admissions officer might be interested in,
1: and some things like I was interested in when I was in middle school, and then I was like, "Oh, I've been doing it for like four years now. What will it look like if I just quit?" And mm. I think that was like a mindset that also kind of held me back, but we discussed that a lot in the Ivy League challenge, yes, and then I realized comparing that with my core values that that wasn't something that I should be investing so much time into.
0: Wow, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for for sharing that entire process because I I don't know, I I feel like there's this this trance that we're all in throughout high school that says in order to prepare for college, I need to do the things that are going to impress the admissions officer. And then everyone's asking with every decision they make, well, well, is this impressive or is that more impressive? Well, let me do the more impressive thing. Instead of asking, what's more meaningful to me? And the irony is, if everyone does what they think is most impressive for the admissions officer, then we're going to have tens of thousands of applications that all look very similar. And yours is going to, again, ironically, it's going to stand out more and be more impressive, quote unquote, because you didn't try to do the exact same things that everyone else did. You did stuff based on what was meaningful to you. And that ended up in a beautiful story about, you know, who you are and how you impacted your community and where now you're a sophomore. So you finished the course just a few months ago. You're still writing that story about how you're going to make this beautiful impact on your community. But uh, can you talk just a little bit about what life looks like now, having finished the course? I mean, you you just finished a short time ago.
1: Oh, um, Yeah, so I was definitely okay, like I said, the main thing was getting started on the college admissions process. And I think the Ivy League challenge brought a lot more clarity. And then, again, like a lot of the self exploration we did really helped me. Um, One of the exercises we did was a eulogy or thinking about what your future self would say to you. Uh And things like that just really helped me with, like, clarity in my life. And sometimes when I was really stressed, I would just go back to those exercises and think, like, what would my future self say to me? Or thinking about the long term, like, what do I want people to say about me? And I think that really helped me. And there were just a lot of small, like, skills we learned through the course, like starting a LinkedIn account or starting personal relationships with people at your school because that really, like, helps you in the long term. And what I've learned from that course, it really what I've learned from that course and then applied during the school year has really helped me. And it's like continuing to help me because I was able to apply it in that way.
0: Wow. Oh, I'm so excited about that because you've just brought up so many things that we do in the Ivy league challenge. And you're saying that months later, here you are still taking advantage of not just the mindsets and the kind of mental exercises, but you've actually gone and intentionally built relationships with teachers in your school by the way, that's a really, really important skill. So I'm so happy to hear that. And you're using LinkedIn and you're taking advantage of, of these resources that that became available to you and that we learned how to take advantage of throughout the course. That's amazing. All right. So one thing that I mentioned at the very beginning of this call, and and perhaps the reason that I was most excited to bring you on is because, you know, one of the things that's available, an option that's available to all of my students, and I really hope that some of my previous students are listening or their parents are listening because they can remember that this is an option. And I I love to have students retake the course either months after they finish or even years after they finish the first time uh, because you can retake it as often as you'd like at no additional cost. And you're currently retaking the course. So I'm really excited to hear what that's like for you. We're only halfway through the second time through, but is it kind of boring doing the same stuff that you've already done before? What is it like retaking the Ivy League challenge?
1: I I definitely recommend that people retake the Ivy League challenge for sure. And no, I don't think it's boring. I think... So I took it as a freshman and it was like the end of the school year. And then I'm retaking it the beginning of my sophomore year. So it was like the last week of summer and the first week of school where it started. Um,
0: and so I think almost like back to back, timing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: almost. It was like the end of summer. But I think that timing really helped me. Like I was getting out of the school year and I, and I was really stressed with like AP exams when I first took the course. And then now it allowed me to take it at the end of the summer where I was setting up my goals and like the success for the coming up school year, which was really helpful in taking the course. Mm. Um, I've also had like in just a short, like two months break between the two cohorts, it definitely, I definitely had like new experiences to help me redefine some of my core values and things I'm interested in. So that kind of changed my perspective on the different activities and self exploration activities that we did. And then also we do a lot of work in small groups so, it really helped me to talk to a new group the second time through. There were wow. like new people in the breakout rooms and cohorts. So, that was like really helpful. Um, wow. And then retaking it helped me like remember what I learned in the very first time because I was just trying to get a head start on the college admissions process. But now, in sophomore year, there's like more things I need to do on the timeline and I'm like preparing for college more. And that has really helped me. I've also had college students in my cohort, which is really valuable because I think it's really important to remember that our like academic journeys don't just end after senior year. There's like college, undergrad or careers and all these yeah. life lessons that we learn now are going to be like really helpful in the future too.
0: Oh, that is so good. So just to clarify, you're in the cohort with Lily. Is that right then? Lily yeah. is a, Okay, so Lily is a student who just got her master's degree at Harvard. Um, and she and I met when I was a teaching fellow there last summer. And she was taking actually, anyway, she and I met at that point, and she learned about what we do. And then she just joined because she thought, oh, that's so cool. I want to figure out my core values, and yeah. how I can make an impact. And so you're saying that that has been inspirational for you as well, just having that perspective in the cohort.
1: Yeah, I also had um, someone else in my first cohort too. From like That was a college student.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And we do have uh, almost, I mean, I never talk about this, but we do have in almost every cohort, we have one uh, student who's, a, who's an undergrad student who's looking to become more competitive for graduate school. So that's been really unique and really interesting. The same things that help you get into a competitive undergrad program are often exactly what helps you get into a really competitive medical school or a competitive graduate program. So that is quite common, but I wanna get back to kind of these things that you said are you're experiencing the second time you take the class, because I'm not sure that these are obvious or expected from a lot of people. I think that people would imagine if you're taking the same class twice, it's going to be boring, And that's probably because you're thinking that a class is about learning materials. And once you've learned it, now learning it the second time, the only way that's helpful is if you've forgotten and now you get to remember again. And what I'm hearing you say is, hold on, this isn't about learning some facts and some details. It's about self-exploration and figuring myself out. And so the me that took that class the first time has changed. Maybe the class helped change me, but also I've grown and my brain has developed more than it was a year ago and I've had these new experiences and perhaps because of the way that you know we we started thinking about life and about core values a year ago or or months ago in the class I've been able to kind of sit with that and think about that and grow as a person and now when we go through similar exercises or the same exercises I'm not the same person And so my experience is completely different. And then you add to that the fact that I did forget some stuff because I was focusing on this or that. And now now I have enough capacity to to take in more information and we have different cohorts. We've got new people, new perspectives, new conversations. Um, Am I putting words into your mouth? Am Am I misrepresenting you if I say that this is a totally new experience for you the second time through, even though you've already done it once before?
1: Yeah, no, I think that was a really good summary. Yeah, it's kind of what you said about it's not like learning a new skill. It's like self-exploration. So it is a different me. And I've definitely had new experiences in freshman year than sophomore year now. And it's definitely changed this course and how it helps me.
0: Uh, I just think that is so beautiful and so valuable. I want to get that message out to as many of my previous students as possible right, come back and retake the class, you'll be amazed because it's, it feels like it's a completely different class. And, and, and so if you were to compare, I don't even know if this is, this might be a dangerous thing to ask, but if you were to compare your first time through and your second time through, which, which time through have you learned the most or which time through have you gained the most or, or, or enjoyed it the most? What do you think?
1: Um, (laughs) I have to think about this. I think the second time definitely helped, like, reinforce those ideas. Mm -hmm. Like, we always talk about, like, common sense is not common practice. But I definitely saw it, like, more this year and in the summer that, like, I needed to take notes on this class, but I wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. And, oh, there's all these obstacles, but I still need to remember that. And then we talked about, like, being accountable, like, remembering and checking yourself on three things every day. And it's like, that's a really important skill that I just like forgot to do over the summer. Yeah, And now I'm like learning it again. And I'm like, oh yeah, I need to remember to do this. And just having that reminder has really helped me, especially mm-hmm. when it's like we visit something in one week and then it's like, we do keep coming back to it, but then sometimes we get caught up in our impact projects in school and then it just slowly gets forgotten.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this. You've even brought up something new that I hadn't, I hadn't articulated before, and that is the U during, ex, you know, really stressful AP tests and yeah. test prep, and then summer is different from the U at the beginning of the school year. So even just the time of year makes this a profound difference. If you take it during the summer versus the beginning of the school year versus the beginning of the winter semester versus the end of a semester, etc. cetera, right? Halfway through the semester will be different from the beginning and and so the you that joins the class is actually a different person and a different experience.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. And I've also learned a lot from my freshman year, like the classes I took, the AP classes, more about like study skills, how to manage my time, which has yeah. also helped me like put into the, um, which has also helped me like execute the things that we talked about, like sleeping more and the like health challenge. So oh. I definitely think that impacts it.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so um, I know that you're still exploring and you had some great ideas for your impact project the first time through. You've continued to allow those to evolve and now you're pivoting to new ideas. And, uh, and, and so rather than get into the details, because you're just kind of at the exploration stage, we're halfway through phase two, which is where we introduce the impact project, And just for those who don't know, this is the time where Krisha and her peers are brainstorming ideas, trying to figure out first steps, finding communities that they can get involved in that can support them with their impact projects. They're just learning about LinkedIn and how LinkedIn can help them to collaborate and to to find, uh, to do outreach to other experts and other organizations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you're kind of at the beginning stages here, but what are you excited about uh, re- in regards to your impact project without kind of going into too many details. Cause actually, let me start this with a different question. Would you be, how would you feel about maybe doing a follow-up interview in a few months when you've landed on your impact project and you're really making some momentum there? Does that sound like something you'd be willing to do?
1: Yeah, that definitely sounds like something I would be willing to do.
0: Awesome. Okay. So I
1: think I'd be like more sure then with... and like have clearer steps.
0: Exactly. So with that in mind, how do you feel right now about your ideas and about just the idea, this, this, the concept by itself of taking your core values and using them to create the story about how I'm working to solve problems in the real world that violate my core values? How is that landing for you? Is that something that's exciting to you? Is it exciting to think about? Is it stressful? Is it overwhelming? Is it a, a little of all of that? How is it to be at this stage of figuring out your impact project?
1: It's definitely exciting, but I think I do have some fear because of like some failed like projects in the past, I guess, on like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have this really great idea, but I want to make sure I follow it through, even though I have like all of this going on. But I think once you find something that really aligns with their core values and that you're passionate about, that can be like really exciting. And I think, and I'm like super excited about this. Um, and like starting an impact project and also, yeah, starting an impact project. And I'm just excited about that.
0: Amazing. Okay. So I love that because that gives a little bit of a cliffhanger. The audience is going to have to wonder, man, I wonder what she's thinking. This debate expert, this person who obviously speaks so clearly and articulately, even on a, on a, you know, spontaneous uh, podcast interview like this, uh, wonder what she's going to do. And I'm excited for you also in a few months we'll come back and and kind of do a follow up here so we can learn how things progressed for you and your impact project. I'm excited for that as well. Maybe one last question if you're if you're willing to oblige. What advice or what thoughts do you have for people, parents or teens who are listening to this podcast and trying to decide how they should move forward? Maybe they're a little bit frustrated or they're lacking some clarity about how to really make the most of high school. You said that high school is so important. This time is so valuable. We shouldn't be wasting it doing things that, that burn us out and don't help us, right? So what advice do you have? Do you feel like the, the Ivy League challenge? Actually, that's, these are two questions. Well, let's start, let's start with the advice. What advice do you have for teens or parents who are kind of in that situation that you were in a few months ago before you began the, the course?
1: I think before I okay. Hmm. I think one piece of advice was I think Steve's like podcast episodes are really helpful. it's so, like before I decided like do I want to like make this investment into like my education, um like listening to his podcast episodes even now. I mean, you have stuff on like how to manage your time, how to deal with like stress, time management, like study skills, which right now I'm like really into how to take better notes and things like that. So I think if you have like a really specific problem, like, oh, my teen is really burnt out, or like, oh, everyone's saying they have really good grades, but I'm overwhelmed, I would say definitely start with like podcasts. And really, there's a lot of resources out there for like specific problems like that. But to start the college, application process or getting to know like your core values and what you should spend your time on like you said I definitely think the Ivy League challenge was really helpful for that and advice for people who are wanting to go into that challenge I would say is like it's really only worth it if you also put your time into it and you are like willing to put in that work because otherwise it's kind of Because the whole class is about self exploration, there's no like right answer. And no one's going to tell you, oh, you're doing the right thing or you're not. It's really about what feels good to you and what you're interested in. So it's really all about what you take with that information and how you apply it.
0: I love that so much. Uh, You even saved me that last question because you basically already answered it. So They've got so many, such great advice for people. Start with the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, you'll love the class. Uh, but start with the podcast and, and get answers to your specific questions. You don't have to feel lost as you prepare for college. You don't have to pre- feel lost even as you prepare for high school, right? If you, if you wonder if you fit in or how to be more confident in high school, there are specific things that we can do better That can help. And so start with the podcast, look and ask for help. And then I love your advice about whether or not the Ivy League challenge would be a good fit for people. If you're ready to explore yourself, yes, if you're not, maybe not go go find an SAT test prep course and and stay on your old track. And and that's totally fine as well. Uh, But I love your advice about only join if you're really going to make it if you're really going to make the most of it. I think that is so, so wise. Uh, Krisha, thank you so much. I just am so grateful for the time that you've so generously shared with all of us. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your experience, your stories. And I can't wait until the follow-up in a few months where we learn about your progress and your impact project. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.